Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. Boys, what is there to discuss? I was working on my generator more. It's very exciting. I was very pleased. Have you ever uh, run into the fact that every single gas can in your garage has a vent tab on it that's torn off? You know, it's funny you say that. I do my best to keep those things connected and not lost. So I am happy to say I don't have a single one missing. And I'm not just here to brag. Well, I loan my gas can to people, and every time I get it back, the tab is gone. They're, they just like they, they they just tear it off. Or Animals. But Animals. I found the greatest thing ever on Amazon for eight dollars yeah. and ninety nine cents. What's that? Which is a twenty pack. Oh, of them. Of them. <laughs> and I didn't realize this, but I went and looked at this at this old gas can that I had in my garage that I must have bought in nineteen ninety seven or nineteen ninety eight. Mm -hmm. And it's from a company called Scribner Plastics. And they're like the company that pioneered having some kind of uh, plastic combination that would live through really, really harsh fuels and chemicals. Ah. And they have a very standard vent size, which is half inch. So I realized that I could go get these. And uh, I was like, huh. So now I'm going to be like, you know, like the Johnny Appleseed of, of vent caps when we go to the races. I was like, <laughs> you know, just kind of throwing them around here and there. So you're going to have the vent caps for the fuels, for the fuel jugs, and then Todd's going to have the GoPro mounts. Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. I don't have anything. I will make five new rigs. And when people ask me, hey, how do you? As a matter of fact, I have five. You can buy one off me right now. Low, yeah. low price. I want one of those things. Or you, uh, you signing up? Yeah, but I'm curious, like how many mile an hour we're gonna lose? Oh God! It. Well, I went 209 with it. <laughs> yes, but would you have gotten? It would have been 210. Would have. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I don't know. Good question. So yeah, I might, I might just go ahead and make a few and bring them, bring them to 2K and charge a thousand bucks a pop for them. Probably get it if I make it to 2K. Well, your engine's pretty much ready to go, isn't it? It's, mm. Apparently, it's apparently it's ready to go. But, but well, I mean, they're ready to go. they're just down to like testing head, like testing the head, head pressure, pressure things yeah. like that, right? So, I mean, but sometimes yeah. that jump from pretty much ready to all the way ready is the largest jump. I don't know. I mean, the the performance car industry as a whole it, it does not compare in in speed and service to other industries right i mean can you imagine like your typical walmart customer going into a project like this and then you know asking to speak to the manager i <laughs> you know it's just not going to happen so just the fact that they're working on it and the fact that there's progress and and it's not just you know in the corner collecting dust i mean i take that as a win yeah you know it, it should be shipped out pretty soon i did have a funny conversation with those guys the the porsche parts people let's hear it i was uh i kept getting emails from the from the parts people going hey you know hey 
can you send us the VIN? So of course I sent them your VIN number because you know, it's like, it's like going to AutoZone, you know, it's like they're like make model year. And, and you're like, well, it's not really that, you know, cause how do you explain to them that you're using parts from one car to do something else with another one? Right. And so they're like, well, we're concerned that, you know, you don't have the right camshafts. And I'm like, no, I definitely, because, well, I ordered two exhaust cams, but I ordered two exhaust cams for cylinders one through three. And I did this because the exhaust cams are static cams and the timing of them is the same and they and the fit of them is the same. But Porsche has a different part number for one through three and four through six. Don't ask me why. One is a 997 part number and is a newer part, supposedly. And the other is a 996 part number. That 996 part number, uh, part number is $1,200 per cam. Uh, the one through three cam is only 187 bucks or 177 bucks, depending, right? So knowing that I'm sending them out to be reprofiled anyway, there's no functional difference between the two. But they, they wanted hmm. to argue that, you know, well, you can't put these two in the same engine. So finally, I responded back to them. And I'm like, I will not put these two in the same engine. They're for different engines. Just there you go. Parts. Right. <laughs> there which, you go. I mean, I guess read between the lines what I was saying there, which is stop bugging me and just sell me what I asked for. I'm not going to try to return it because it's wrong. Right. Um, but uh, so then they were talking about expediting shipping because they're coming from Germany. They said it could take up to 30 days. They want to expedite them. And I'm like, great. Well, how much is it to expedite? He said, oh, well, it's 25% of the cost of the part. All right. I'm like, okay, well, how about you use my address in Germany? Because to get the intake cam that I couldn't find any other way, I set up a shipping forwarder in Germany, bought it off German eBay because that guy wouldn't ship internationally. So come to find out, I'm shipping that intake cam from Germany to the United States for $75 two-day service from uh, UPS. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's good. That's what I said. They're, <laughs> they're, they're receiving the parts from the shipper in in Germany, right? And and uh, they they open the package. They, I mean, I don't know who these guys are, you know, but they opened the package. They knew what it was. They wrote in the description that it is a camshaft for an engine. Like they didn't know what engine it was or they didn't mm -hmm. say, but they were like, they knew what it was. And there's a photo of it. And it's like for 10 euro, you can have extensive photos taken to look at it. And I'm like, well, that's not too bad, really. You know, you buy a, a 11, $1,200 intake cam. Like it's, it's, that's not the end of the world. Right. So I'm like, yeah, take some pictures. Why not? So 10 bucks. So took pictures and uh, and then they 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 ship it. I had them add extra ship like a whole thing like they they pack repackaged it, added extra padding. It was like 75 US dollars. Uh, and, you know, and then I got notification from from UPS within like four or five hours that the label had been created. And then I checked it that night and it was it was on its way already. It's going to so be it was legit. It's going to be here tomorrow. I mean, wow. who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll get a package full of used pinball machine parts. But <laughs> so you are uh, working on making shift sector. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, does John have to do anything but disassemble and then just reassemble? Are there other things that he's got to do that's going to make this take a, a long time? Well, I mean, it's pretty much exactly yeah. the same thing that he had to do when you and I showed up with the, with the broken engine. Okay. So a complete disassemble and reassemble. Okay. 
Yep. Which is obviously you, we can see that it can be done in a day and a half, but you know, normal. Are you assembly. doing new pistons and rods, Dan? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Same, same displacement? Uh, Yeah. That's the big difference between Todd's engine and my engine. I am not doing four liters. I'm doing 3.8. Okay. So you are going up. You're a 3.6 now, right? No, I'm 3.8. You always tell everybody it's a 3.6. Three, three, I've always gotten that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I never say anything because it's like, eh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They think you're him anyway. Yeah, right. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the 3.8, the only thing that you change between a 3.6 liter and a 3.8 liter in the Porsche engines is uh, the size, like the, the piston, piston size, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit uh, bigger diameter sleeve and a little bit bigger diameter piston i can't remember but it's like it's only a couple of millimeters right so everybody just kind of does it uh and and the the limit there is how close the cylinders are together in the block so if they went too big then there wouldn't yeah. be enough space between them so mm -hmm. 3.8 is a good spot and then when you when you go higher than 3.8 you've got to change the crank as well so it it, it adds stroke to the crank to to get more the more displacement above 3.8 I mean, obviously, there's almost an infinite number of combinations of ways to do it, but that's pretty much what the standard thing is, just availability of, of parts. And people like to use the, the, the stock stroke, and people like to use stock uh, piston size as well, right? Just good starting points because it's very heavily engineered. Mm -hmm. So you, know, you can bump both of them a little bit. And, of course, Porsche sells a 4-liter crank, so... Uh, that stroke is known as as being uh, you know a good engineering choice, but yeah. So in order to get to four liters, I have to buy like an eight or ten thousand dollar crank. Not really interested in that for for point two liters. So I'm just gonna stick with three point eight. I mean, ultimately the engine moves you know so much air right per revolution. Uh, in this case, it's you know three point eight liters of volume. So if I want to move the same amount of air as a 4.0 liter volume engine, eh, run an extra pound of boost. You know, definitely helps, but I'm not too worried about it. Well, you have, what, three weeks from today to be ready for Hondo? Jeez. No, well, I have four. Four. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the we 24th. have to leave a month from today exactly. Well, I'm, I'm well, getting gypped no, because February only has 28 days. Hmm. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I need those extra can, two days. I guess we can leave on the 24th. It's not that long of a drive. No, I mean, it, it's Hondo, so it's four hours. Yeah, we'll leave at like noon on Friday. Mm -hmm. Well, no, we'll have to leave before that because Jason will tell everybody he's closing it at, at, at three, two, <laughs> two o'clock. Right. I don't know what hotel we're staying. If we're staying at the same hotel we were at last year, I don't even care if we should if we get there. Which hotel? The there Friday. Oh, the same one as last year. I need. I still need to book that. Yeah, I I haven't done. I haven't signed up for the race, and I haven't booked the hotel because I don't even know. You know if if I'm going to be able to go. Really? I'd like to go. I, you know, I'll probably end up going even if I'm not racing, so I can take video. Maybe Taylor. I'm here. Can we discuss your dyno results from yesterday? Yeah, it. Um, so I've got a lot of Instagram messages coming because I posted that little clip of just the the afterburner. Of course, flame. it's really the coolest flame video picture we've gotten off my car. The question is, how much power did it make? But we're not really trying to get a. We're not trying to push it all the way on the dyno. So that number that we end up with, what was it? Uh, thirteen oh two. Yeah, I something mean, like that. I thought that, it was like thirteen oh four. Yeah, I mean, it, that's fine. I, I mean, I it's made a little bit more than that, and I think there's still some some room. Um, 
I haven't talked to Wayne, so I, I gotta gotta see what it is. The the part that was exciting for me is that first first pull they did off just the waste the wastegate spring pressure because they compared that dyno to my previous setups wastegate spring only. And mm-hmm. there was like a, a little over a hundred horsepower difference peak. And he wasn't running any ice in the car last night either, I should mention. Yeah, so I think I I think we could probably I say we <laughs> I think we could probably spend a little bit more time. I, I know it's just if we leave it where it's at, will it run in Hondo? Sure, it'll run, but it'll be a bunch of data gathering runs again. You, you know what I mean? And eventually I'd like to just race. I mean, I know we're always gathering data, but can we watch this pull real quick? Yeah, it it's on the yeah. on the mainline dyno here. Yeah, I think what what was this one like? A like seven sixty two to the wheels, wastegate pressure only. It's beautiful. Nice pull and a big old flamey flame. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I mean, um, you know, I had one of those stupid gremlin issues from, I don't know when, a month ago, maybe where the car did something funky. So I was thinking on the dyno, we might find a problem, but it seems like everything's, I, I had a fuel issue where I was actually driving on the freeway and it just shut off. I think I mentioned that in, in one of the other episodes. Um, we haven't been able to duplicate it, so I'm guessing we're gonna chalk that up to bad fuel. I, I mean, I did. I had just put five gallons of fuel in it from my garage, so that could have been my issue. So I'm I'm glad we didn't see that. I haven't talked to Wayne or Jamo today, so I probably won't at this point. Actually, I'm got some stuff going on later, but yeah. So thirteen hundred. All right, good deal. They're gonna continue to tune, or are they gonna take you to Honda with that power? Um, I. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's there's no reason to really push it, push it on the dyno, except then I can brag about it. Uh, <laughs> I want them to do more tuning. I want but, them to uh, mess with your intake cam timing. Yes, that, and... that would be nice because that's what we, we kind of thought the larger compressor covers were going to alleviate some of that. Because I think, Dan, last time we were there, there was like zero degrees cam timing. I had none because I every time we went to mess with that i it would offset some other stuff so we'll see i mean yeah i i I don't know i think it needs more time on the dyno yeah i i don't i don't object to it i i was talking to steve this morning and i told him i said tell wayne i don't i don't need the car back right now i mean i'm i'll leave it there whatever let's uh let's get that thing fine-tuned as much as we can normally i try to be there when they dyno it but i just I couldn't make it yesterday, so... Run it on low power, you know, twist the knobs, see what it does. Seems like a, a perfect opportunity to play with it. Yeah, so so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's disappointed. I, I think... Uh, I can't remember who told me. Somebody told me Wayne's pleased with how it's going, so that's good. Yeah, uh, and, you know, keep in mind that no ice business is a big deal. Yeah, that, that probably is. That's a 1,400 horsepower pull with ice. Yeah, that's what we've seen. We've seen it's, you know, on the dyno, another 100 at least on a big pull. Well, I I noticed, what what did we decide? What did Robert tell us uh, not to score higher than with the turbo speed, 135? That's a little high. I I like 133 better, but yeah. Well, okay, so if we keep it at 133, what do I have? Another 16,000 RPM I can spin it? That's a lot. So that, I, I mean, I have a little bit of growth that we can go there yeah and when we say rpm we're talking about 
the the speed of the the shaft of the turbo yeah you know i i had a conversation with somebody before and i i think they were mistaking when i was talking about the the rpm they were thinking your engine spins how fast and i'm sure they thought i was lying and i was like no 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 i'm talking about oh i was like i never mind (laughs) it's not an rx7 but yeah but yeah so uh, you know 133,000 rpm and and we we come to that number uh based on the size of the compressor wheel and you know robert the turbo wizard at fp he knows essentially you know being the designer of the wheel and the aero profile knows about how fast you can spin it. And so, so there's, there's a mathematical formula that he uses based on the size of the wheel to determine what the, what, what speed the tip of the uh, compressor wheel is moving at. And there's, yeah. And I don't, I don't think people realize how fast that is. What Dan, you and I calculated it one time and it was like, what was it? It's a hundred miles an hour or seven. It's supersonic. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's wildly fast turbos. I, I would say turbos are probably one of the fastest man-made things from, well, a yeah, I mean, it's, it's a jet engine in a way. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's akin to the compressor of a jet engine. It's the same basic thing. So, I mean, yeah, it, it goes fast. But one thing I, I learned through uh, experience and maybe I should have learned through others instead of choosing to, to have the experience myself but uh, smaller turbos can spin faster than larger turbos. Yes. Um, and it doesn't mean you should take a larger turbo and try to spin it as quickly as a small turbo. Yep, this is true. It's, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, like the old records, right? The, 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 the bigger record, the outside of it is spinning around faster than the smaller record. And uh, so when, when you, you know, measure it at as a... Uh, shaft rpm or you know like essentially like crankshaft rpm uh which is you know what we measure engines in you know if you have a a small compressor wheel you can spin those 140 150 maybe thousand rpm a lot easier uh but you get into really bigger turbos and some of them you know like a hundred that like really big turbos like a hundred thousand rpm it it all has to do with how fast you know the outer tip of it is moving yeah so the one thing though, I and maybe I should let Wayne know, I've got red, I've got ignite red fuel in the tank of my car right now. So yeah, he can go full, full beans. All the beans. All the beans. That's the recommendation from the engine builder. Yes, all the Bias? beans. I'm might maybe. Well, yeah. you know, it makes his job easier because when you when you find a new way to break it, he finds a new way to uh, make it not break. Yeah. Yeah. I know this very I mean, well. I know this very well. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully John gets my engine uh, together. I mean, it, it's come. It's just going to come down to parts, right? So, but you don't need any more, right? Or you have everything? Well, I don't have everything. I have I have attempted Ordered. to buy everything. Is it all in the mail? It's all in. Well, yeah. I you know I don't know if the if the cam housings is shipped because Steve ordered those. Steve, you know, wiggled his magic wand and convinced them to sell the. Uh, the camshaft housings for a much better price than, than I was able to obtain. So very cool. I need recommendations on Steve's favorite restaurant in Houston. So I can send him a uh, gift card. I hear he likes hungries. I, yeah, I was thinking a little fancier than hungries, but, but I like, I like hungries. Hungries is good. Thank you for listening to. So you think your car is fast. 
Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube at So You Think Your Car Is Fast. Also, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Todd's Instagram is Black Horse Turbo. Dan's is Rick's 997 with an X. And Taylor's is Steelove underscore cars. <laughs>